Now we shall be reading part 4 of lesson 9, Indian Penal Code 1960 of paper 1, Jurisprudence, Interpretation and General Laws. 9.7. Criminal Conspiracy Criminal conspiracy is covered under sections 120A and 120B of the IPC. Definition of Criminal Conspiracy Section 120A When two or more persons agree to do or cause to be done 1. An illegal act or 2. An act which is not illegal by illegal means such an agreement is designated a criminal conspiracy provided that no agreement except an agreement to commit an offence shall amount to a criminal conspiracy unless some act besides the agreement is done by one or more parties to such agreement in pursuance thereof. Explanation It is immaterial whether the illegal act is the ultimate object of such agreement or is merely incidental to that object. The ingredients of the offence of criminal conspiracy as laid down by the Supreme Court in R. Venkatkrishnan v. C.B.I. 2009, 11, S.C.C. 737, R. 1. An agreement between two or more persons. 2. The agreement must relate to doing or causing to be done either 2.1. An illegal act. 2.2. An act which is not illegal in itself but is done by illegal means. According to Halsbury's Laws of England, 4th edition, the essence of the offence of conspiracy is the fact of combination by agreement. The agreement may be expressed or implied, or in part expressed and in part implied. The conspiracy arises and the offence is committed as soon as the agreement is made, and the offence continues to be committed so long as the combination persists that is, until the conspiratorial agreement is terminated by completion of its performance or by abandonment or by frustration or however else it may be. In order to prove a criminal conspiracy which is punishable under Section 120b, there must be direct or circumstantial evidence to show that there was an agreement between two or more persons to commit an offence. In NCT of Delhi versus Navjot Sandhu, 2005, CRLI 3950SC, Parliament Attack Case. The accused had never contacted the deceased terrorist on place, but had helped one of the conspirators to flee to a safer place after incident was not held guilty as conspirator. The proviso to this section is important. Having carved out an exception in favour of agreement to commit offence, which is punishable per se, without proof of an overt result of conspiracy or any overt act in pursuance of the agreement, other conspiracies need some acts besides the mere agreement to render it punishable. 9.7.1 Punishment of Criminal Conspiracy Section 120b 1. Whoever is a party to a criminal conspiracy to commit an offence punishable with death imprisonment for life or rigorous imprisonment for a term of two years or upwards, shall, when no express provision is made in this code for the punishment of such a conspiracy, be punished in the same manner as if he had abetted such offence. 2. 
whoever is a party to a criminal conspiracy other than a criminal conspiracy to commit an offence punishable as aforesaid shall be punished with imprisonment of either description for a term not exceeding six months or with fine or with both the punishment for conspiracy is the same as if the conspirator had abetted the offence the punishment for criminal conspiracy is more severe if the agreement is one to commit a serious offence and less severe otherwise 9.8 criminal misappropriation of property section 403 and 404 of the indian penal code 1860 deal with criminal misappropriation of property dishonest misappropriation of property section 403 whoever dishonestly misappropriates or converts to his own use any movable property shall be punished with imprisonment of either description for a term which may extend to 2 years or with fine or with both illustrations a a takes property belonging to z out of z's possession in good faith believing at the time when he takes it that the property belongs to himself a is not guilty of theft but if a after discovering his mistake dishonestly appropriates the property to his own use he is guilty of an offence under this section b a being on friendly terms with z goes into z's library in z's absence and takes away a book without z's express consent here if a was under the impression that he had z's implied consent to take the book for the purpose of reading it a has not committed theft but if a afterwards sells the book for his own benefit he is guilty of an offence under this section c a and b being joint owners of a horse a takes the horse out of b's possession intending to use it here as a has a right to use the horse he does not dishonestly misappropriate it but if a sells the horse and appropriates the whole proceeds to his own use he is guilty of an offence under this section explanation 1 a dishonest misappropriation for a time only is a misappropriation within the meaning of this section illustration a finds a government promissory note belonging to z bearing a blank endorsement a knowing that the note belongs to z pledges it with the banker as a security or a loan intending at a future time to restore it to z a has committed an offence under this section explanation 2 a person who finds property not in the possession of any other person and takes such property for the purpose of protecting it for or of restoring it to the owner does not take or misappropriate it dishonestly and is not guilty of an offence but he is guilty of an offence above defined if he appropriates it to his own use when he knows or has the means of discovering the owner or before he has used reasonable means to discover and give notice to the owner and has kept the property for a reasonable time to enable the owner to claim it what are reasonable means or what is a reasonable time in such cases is a question of fact it is not necessary that the finder should know who the owner of the property is or that any particular person is the owner of it it is sufficient if at the time of appropriating it he does not believe it to be his own property 
or in good faith believe that the real owner cannot be found. Illustrations A. A finds a rupee on the high road. Not knowing to whom the rupee belongs, A picks up the rupee. Here, A has not committed the offence defined in this section. B. A finds a letter on the road containing a banknote. From the direction and contents of the letter, he learns to whom the note belongs. He appropriates the note. He is guilty of an offence under this section. C. A finds a cheque payable to bearer. He can form no conjecture as to the person who has lost the cheque. But the name of the person who has drawn the cheque appears. A knows that this person can direct him to the person in whose favour the cheque was drawn. A appropriates the cheque without attempting to discover the owner. He is guilty of an offence under this section. D. A sees Z drop his purse with money in it. A picks up the purse with the intention of restoring it to Z, but afterwards appropriates it to his own use. A has committed an offence under this section. E. A finds a purse with money, not knowing to whom it belongs. He afterwards discovers that it belongs to Z and appropriates it to his own use. A is guilty of an offence under this section. F. A finds a valuable ring, not knowing to whom it belongs. A sells it immediately without attempting to discover the owner. A is guilty of an offence under this section. Dishonestly is an essential ingredient of the offence and the court provides that whoever does anything with the intention of causing wrongful gain to one person or wrongful loss to another person is said to do that dishonestly. Misappropriation means the intentional illegal use of the property or funds of another person for one's own use or other unauthorised purpose. There are two things necessary before an offence under Section 403 can be established. Firstly, that the property must be misappropriated or converted to the use of the accused and secondly, that he must misappropriate or convert it dishonestly. In Bagiram Dome v. Abar Dome, 1888, 15 Cal 388-400, it has been held that under Section 403, criminal misappropriation takes place even when the possession has been innocently come by, but where, by a subsequent change of intention or from the knowledge of some new fact which the party was not previously acquainted, the retaining become wrongful and fraudulent. In Muhammad Ali v. State 2006 CRLJ 1368 MP, 15 bundles of electric wire were seized from the appellant, but none including electricity department claimed that wires were stolen property. Evidence on records showed that impugned electric wire was purchased by the applicant from scrap seller. Merely applicant not having any receipt for purchase of impugned wire cannot be said to be guilty of offence punishable under Section 403 of the Code. Order of framing charge was therefore quashed by the Supreme Court and the accused was not held guilty under Section 403 of the Indian Penal Code 1860. In U Dar was a state of Jharkhand 2003-2SCC-219, there were two contracts, one between the principal and contractor and another between contractor and subcontractor. On completion of work, subcontractor demanded money for completion of work and on non-payment filed a criminal complaint 
alleging that contractor having received the payment from principal had misappropriated the money. The magistrate took cognizance of the case and High Court refused to quash the order of magistrate. On appeal to the Supreme Court, it was held that matter was of civil nature and criminal complaint was not maintainable and was liable to be quashed. The Supreme Court also observed that money paid by the principal to the contractor was not money belonging to the complainant subcontractor. Hence, there was no question of misappropriation. With this, we end Part 4 of Audio Lesson 9, Indian Penal Code, 1960 of Paper 1. Please do listen to the next part.